Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. And today we're joined by our friends, Ramona. Hi. And Steph. Hi. Today we are having a debate between which is the better TV show, The Office or Parks and Rec. So spoiler alert for both of those shows. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. So, Ramona, you're our office expert, so could you give us a little synopsis of that show? Okay, so basically The Office just follows the everyday lives of the employees of the Scranton, Pennsylvania branch of Dunder Mifflin, which is a paper company, and they just get into hijinks. It's also a, um, I wouldn't say a remake, a U.S. adaption of the British Office that was um, created by Ricky Gervais. Which is uh, interesting, which I've also I've also watched the British one. It's very different, but it's not as funny. At yeah. least to me. It's a British comedy. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're not British. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have too strong a work ethic to uh be like, oh yeah, like this boss slacks off at work. Mm-hmm. They don't find that funny. They're just like, get get to work. <laughs> yeah, they're just all very annoyed with yeah. uh, Ricky Gervais's character, who is the British Michael Scott. I can't remember what his name is in the British version. Um, I bet he's angry that you just said that instead of referring to Michael Scott <laughs> as the <laughs> American of him. Oh. So how do we all feel about The Office? I'm a really big fan of it. I've watched it um, a couple times through. I love it. I've watched it a lot more than a couple times through. <laughs> it's basically my go-to like rewatch. Um, and I always pretty much laugh the same at like 99% of the jokes. Um, I really love it. I got really emotionally attached to a lot of the characters and I feel like it's it's just so funny. (laughs) Um, I like The Office a lot. I've watched it one time through pretty recently and um, I had known about The Office, right? Because everyone watched it Mm -hmm. and had talked about it and jokes circulate the internet. Um, So I watched it through and I really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. I'm a big fan of The Office. Um, I stuck through it for all nine seasons, even though like for a little while I started feeling like this is getting old a little bit. I'm sorry. Oh gosh. They're taking out their knives. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Overall though, I definitely enjoy it and I, what I love more about it is being able to make the references outside mm. in the real world. Um, one of our old friends, Thom, who's been on the show, actually recently watched um, all of The Office like for his work because so many of his friends talked about it, or so many of his coworkers talked about it, that he finally realized, I should watch this so that I can relate with my coworkers. I had a classmate do the same. I'm pretty sure there's a TiVo commercial from like 2005 that is makes that. It's like, oh, all your coworkers talk about The Sopranos. TiVo yeah. it. <laughs> I had a coworker who we would talk like almost primarily in office references. <laughs> That's me and SpongeBob, and it's not coworkers; it's everyone, strangers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I like most about The Office is the quotability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many for like every situation, similarly to SpongeBob, where mm-hmm. you can just like pull one out. And then um, because it was such a popular show, it's almost like a cultural phenomenon where like 
most people around you will be like, oh, hey, office reference, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like the relationships within mm-hmm. the office. Uh, Jim and Pam, obviously. Um, I like Dwight and Jim as well. Their their relationship is really fun. It's an emotional roller coaster because I never know whether they're going to be friends or enemies from episode mm-hmm. to episode, which I'm okay with. Um, I just wish that it progressed differently, like in a way where it wasn't like a standalone. Today I'm going to be mad at Jim. I would I would have preferred seeing it like from season one they hate each other and then like it progresses to a friendship where they just pull pranks on each other. Mm-hmm. I did just watch an episode where they had to work together to plan um, Kelly's birthday party, Mindy Collins' character, and I really enjoyed when they work together because they do still hate each other, mm-hmm. but like they do have that great chemistry. Yeah, I don't know if I would... I wouldn't really consider Jim and Dwight friends, but I also wouldn't consider them, like, enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a couple of seasons where he literally has a diabolical plan to get Jim fired. Mm-hmm. And there are also, in the season finale, he refers to them as, like, their friends when he's firing them to give them severance pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do know Dwight is definitely closer to Pam. And yeah. he yeah. considers Pam a lot mm-hmm. more of a friend. Based on that, when you were talking about you like the relationships in the office, I really like the smaller kind of side relationships, like um, Dwight and Pam, uh, Stanley and Phyllis, mm-hmm. <laughs> like those kinds of like smaller um, ones of like friendships made within. Because like these people have been working together for so long. I think that's why I really love the one between Stanley and Phyllis. Because yeah. they've literally been sitting across from each other for, like, nine years. And you don't see them interact a lot together. But, like, you can still tell, like, they really enjoy each other's company, which I think is really cute. Yeah. On the last episode, there's a fun scene where a new guy is sitting across from Phyllis because Stanley retired. And she's trying to get him fat so he looks like <laughs> Stanley because she's so used to sitting across from him. I really like um, Kelly and Ryan's relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I like that relationship even more when I found out that both of them are writers on the show. Yeah. And so, like, they wrote that about themselves, which makes yeah. it just that much funnier to me. BJ Novak was the first person cast because they wanted, they hired him as a writer and they wanted a writer who was also on the show. And so they put him in as Ryan. Um, Another fun fact, Toby um, was not supposed to be on the show. So, like, the character was there, but I guess they couldn't find an actor or the actor didn't show up. So they just went to one of the writers and were like, hey, like, can you just read these lines today? And he was like, no, I really don't want to. And then when he went on, he was, like, so nervous and awkward. They were like, well, now he has to be a regular (laughs) character. You know, it's a, that's another thing I really, really like about The Office, how a lot of the actors write a lot of the episodes. Like, Mindy Calling wrote a couple of mm-hmm. episodes. Some of my favorite um, episodes are written by Mindy, Mindy Calling and uh, BJ Novak. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think John Krasinski wrote a couple. Yeah, I'm sure. Thinking of A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that was a long episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I had to pay for it. It was really <laughs> annoying. Um... I think towards the end of this series, they started getting more of the actors in the writer's room Mm -hmm. because at that point it was like, oh, you know the character better than I do. Like, how? what would Jim do in this situation? Mm -hmm. What would Andy do in this situation? I don't think it 
was towards the end. I think like Mindy Cowling was always on as a writer. Mindy Cowling yeah. was similar to BJ Novak, oh, okay. where they hired her as a writer and mm-hmm. they put her on the show. Oh. But like John Krasinski, mm-hmm. um, Ed Helms, probably. Yeah. Um, like those guys, I think as the show progressed, they were like, "Hey, you should write a couple episodes because like it's gonna be an Andy heavy episode, and so you know." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've all like directed a couple as well. Yeah. Um, I definitely hinted at this already, but I just wanted to talk about the progression of The Office and how over the course of nine seasons, which is automatically impressive, like it's mm-hmm. really difficult to keep up a show for nine seasons. It did, in my mind, start getting worse and worse. I wouldn't necessarily say it was exactly when Michael Scott left, but I definitely felt when they focused too much on um, Andy, because I didn't Mm -hmm. care for Andy as a Mm -hmm. character, and then he became the boss, and then they tried to make me sympathize with him. That's where I started sort of trailing off as not liking the show as much, but very committed to watching it anyway. Yeah, I feel the same. I always say that they changed Andy's character at mm-hmm. least three times throughout the show. And I, by the end of it, I really did not like Andy at all. Um, I don't but think it, you were supposed to. Yeah. At the very end. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like in the beginning, like they were like, oh, this guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of made him like a lovable like idiot. And then mm-hmm. by the end, he's a jerk again. Yeah. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to feel about this character? And I think it was a situation where... I don't think he was supposed to be a permanent character when they introduced him. And I, yeah. then I think Ed Helms got so famous from... Um, hangover. Yeah, The Hangover. So they're like, oh, well, he's now he's a big-name actor, so we should just kind of keep him on. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they had to kind of develop him. Because like, we can't just keep having him be a not-likable character. I remember uh, my sister watched The Office when it was on TV. And I saw him on, a ca- on an episode... And I was like, is that the guy from The Hangover? And she was like, yeah, I really don't like him. He replaced Steve Carell. <laughs> and then when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is what she mm-hmm. meant. What, most of what I remember from what, when Michael left the office is that like, one singular episode where Will Ferrell comes in. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. terrible. It, I, it makes me very uncomfortable. It do, yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem... It seems off for some reason. I like when Will Ferrell's there... And Steve Carell's there because I think they have chemistry between each other and they're Mm -hmm. both really talented improvisers. I'm convinced a lot of their stuff together Mm -hmm. is improv. But then that episode where after he leaves and it's just Will Ferrell, I don't like that episode very much. Yeah. Who's the boss who's really like creepy? Robert California. Robert California. I don't know. I love him. I could be terrified of him, which I think is the point, but I'm also like intrigued by him which is also the point yeah but he terrifies me yeah that's how the characters feel like you said like that's the point one of my i wouldn't call it a favorite episode but one that i think about a lot is when he comes in and tells andy not to hire his wife yeah (laughs) and then the whole time that his wife is there he keeps coming up with an excuse to give her the job and telling Andy to continue to say no and i'm like oh just just make it stop (laughs) He has one of my favorite monologues, though, when Andy, like, basically threatens him to, like, hire him back. And he's like, you don't even know my fucking name. (laughs) You think you're going to take me on? (laughs) Yeah, I I think after Robert California leaves, I stop re-watching. After Michael leaves, I don't really re-watch a lot of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of agree. I feel like some things kind of 
did drag towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, at, I think in the last season when they tried to make the crew of the mockumentary be more present, I thought that was kind of... I thought it was interesting at first, but then it got a little... It was very forced. If they had been doing it more Mm -hmm. throughout, I would have accepted it more. Yeah. Because it was like sprinkled in at the end. Yeah. I was like, oh. Even if it was just like the last two seasons instead of just the last season, I would have been a little bit more like, oh, okay. Like, that's fun. Mm -hmm. But since it was just the first, since it was just the last season, I was like, oh, like, I can tell where you're going with this. And like, it's kind of lame. Yeah. Especially when it's at the sake of Jim and Pam's relationship. Yeah. yeah Which that's up why until I didn't that like it. Yeah, up until that point every episode is like what a perfect couple they are. Everything's fine. And then the last season they're like, "Oh, and now everything goes wrong like out of nowhere." And it uh, mm-hmm. it seemed very forced. Yeah. yeah. And I I didn't like that. It's like they brought in the crew mm-hmm. um to make Jim and Pam have a problem. Yeah. I feel yeah. like oh, there's Jim and Pam having a problem was unnecessary, and I didn't like it. Yeah, like, they didn't need to do that, I feel like. Yeah. But, um, speaking of Jim and Pam, I feel like towards, as the show progresses and they become more of, like, an established, like, married couple with kids, I kind of don't like them as a couple anymore. At least in the context of The Office. Like, they Mm -hmm. have a very air about them, like, everything's about them, and everyone should pay attention to them, and... Like, right. the, when Pam is pregnant and, like, she's telling everyone, like, you can't eat this around me, you can't do this. I'm like... But I did like her you. throwing up in front of yeah. the baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that I definitely enjoyed all of the flirtation leading up to Jim and Pam's relationship. Mm-hmm. That was definitely, like, one of my favorite parts. And then all of the snippets, once they were together, like... When Jim finds out that Pam is pregnant and those mm-hmm. like little moments, I like, yeah. I love them and I'm so excited for them. But really like once they're together, it's like, oh, yeah. Well, like, all right. It's like all the there fun. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on to Parks and Rec. Steph, you're our Parks and Rec expert. That's me. So if you could give us a little synopsis of that show. Yeah, so similarly to The Office, uh, Parks and Rec is about high drinks in an office, uh, but centered around uh, a small town local government in Indiana. So how did we all feel about Parks and Rec? I really enjoyed it. I only watched it through once, but I had a blast. It was, uh, it's a very fun show, and I do like the fact that it's in, like, a local government. I think that's a fun environment for a show like this. Mm-hmm. I also really, really enjoyed Parks and Rec. I also only rewatched it one way. I've only watched it one way through entirely. I've rewatched a couple of episodes, but not the whole thing around. But I do really, really enjoy it. I really love the characters in it a lot. Um, I feel about Parks and Rec similar to how you feel about The Office, mm-hmm. Rowena. It's my. <laughs> It's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sentimental attachment to it. Um, I watch it twice through, um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. shows. Uh, for me, Parks and Rec is definitely up there at the top of my favorite shows. That's one of the shows that I've rewatched five or six times. Um, when I rewatch it, I start when Ben and Chris Traeger come in, mm-hmm. and I because I love, and this is gonna upset some people. I love the relationship between Ben and Leslie more than I love the relationship between Jim and Pam. I don't necessarily disagree with that. (laughs) Thanks for putting your name away, Ramona. I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, no, I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think I think their relationships are very different. Yeah. Um, and I can appreciate those differences for what they are. But if I like gun to my head, if I had to choose one, I might pick um, mm-hmm. Ben and Leslie. I like the buildup of Joe and Pan's relationship better than the buildup to Ben and Leslie, but I really like Ben and Leslie way better as like a married couple and yeah. as established Once couple. they're together, they're still like, yeah. going through yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, so just in terms of like, those are like the romantic relationships, but I think the star of the show in Parks and Rec is Leslie and Ron's relationship. Yes. So in terms of romantic relationships, like I'd agree. I like the buildup of Jim and Pam better. Um, and I like Leslie and Ben so much as a couple, but mm-hmm. I really like Leslie and Ron. Just watching That's it. true, yeah. Well, yeah, one thing I'll say about Parks and Rec is the characters, I feel, are a lot more fleshed out. And I know we're not comparing yet, mm-hmm. but um, just each individual character has an arc. Mm-hmm. I see each one of them grow from season one to season seven. Uh, some characters leave, some characters come in and all that. But there's a distinct difference between Andy Dwyer season one and Andy Dwyer season seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a character that I didn't even like at the beginning because he was he was <laughs> horrible. <Yeah. person>. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's arc does give me one of my favorite lines from that show and it's because he lost all the weight for Star-Lord and they have to explain why he's so skinny now. <laughs> I just stopped drinking beer. How much beer were you drinking? Apparently a lot. <laughs> and that happens like on their way up the stairs to a meeting. It's so off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> and I maybe this is I don't know, but in terms of relationships, I want to say Andy and April's relationship, yes. especially after they're married, just continues to be, like, just an amazing part of the show. Um, where, it, you know, unlike the it doesn't stop at marriage. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Each, yeah. I would say in Parks and Rec, each character has some sort of relationship with every other character. Mm-hmm. And there are even episodes where they address the fact, like, hey... Why don't you and I hang out like more? And then they address it like that episode. And I really appreciate like how fleshed out that family friendship dynamic is in Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite examples of that is near the end, right? Jerry is this universally hated <laughs> character for no reason. And at the end, you see him and Donna kind of get oh, like, yeah. oh, Donna, like understands a little bit like really mm-hmm. appreciates how ridiculous mm-hmm. he is and i like that being shown i like ben trying to defend mm-hmm. jerry and jerry being oh, like yeah. it's just easier if you accept <laughs> it i have a loving family at home and yeah. they're like secret friends yeah. <laughs> i think another thing about uh, a difference between the characters in parks and rec and in the office is that the characters in parks and rec are much more like larger than life i guess the characters in The Office are very, like, plain. They're very everyday people. Mm-hmm. They don't have very big personalities besides, like, Michael and, like, Andy um, and Dwight. But really, they're, like, kind of the standalone big ones and everyone mm-hmm. else is just kind of regular people doing their jobs, which I think is really part of the charm about it. But also, there's a big charm to um, Parks and Rec having all these, like, different big personalities kind of clash but work together at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like, even April... Her personality is about, like, being, like, sort of miserable Mm -hmm. and, like, negative, but it's still a big personality. And, like, she still brings it on and she still, like, has anger and, like, 
demonstrates her frustration with people mm-hmm. in a really big way. I think my favorite character progression is April. Like, mm-hmm. she changes so much throughout the show, and I love seeing it. And I love seeing the relationship between April and Leslie, because they're complete opposites. Mm-hmm. And, like, April, like, hates Leslie, like, right off the bat. But Leslie is always like, nope, I'm going to take her under my wing, and she's going to be just like me. And in a way, she kind of is, but in kind of, a- like, April's version of Leslie. Yeah, even in the show, she addresses it like, Leslie, what did you do to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm caring about you. <laughs> and I, yeah, I love it. Like, I love her thing, but, like, her thing is, like, dogs and the whole dog park thing. Champion, I think, is my favorite uh, character yeah. in Parks and Rec. Champion! <laughs> Andy, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> um, one thing, again, I know we're not comparing yet, but one thing I do love about both of these shows is when they utilize um, curse words and they bleep <laughs> it out because it's like a quote-unquote show within a show. Right. And whenever, I think Parks and Rec does it like a little bit more effectively. Yeah. But uh, it, it makes me laugh every time. Every single time. One of my favorite aspects of The Office, um, Parks and Rec, is that they establish the character so well that when they act out of character... It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like, my, one of my favorites is Ron Swanson is, always has a very serious demeanor. But then he sees Lil Sebastian and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my, Lil <laughs> Sebastian! That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> and, Ron Swanson, <laughs> Sebastian. Or he's, uh, he's playing football with Andy and they hit a car and he starts giggling, running away. Like, <laughs> <"Hey, wait> up! <laughs> I think Drunk Ron is also mm-hmm. yeah. my favorite too. <laughs> Oh my god, little Sebastian. I love how he's like the thing that everyone is just like inexplicably obsessed with. And they never explain why. Yeah, It's It's just the thing where everyone in that town. And I love how Ben is the one person that's like, I don't get it. (laughs) 5,000 candles in the wind. (laughs) That song will be sung at my wedding. (laughs) Um, So what I'm noticing is as we're talking about Parks and Rec, because we've already talked about The Office, like... I'm having a really hard time not comparing them, and so rather than holding back, I think we can just go around, maybe talk about our favorite episode of Parks and Rec, and then get into comparing that to our favorite episodes Mm -hmm. of The Office. How does that sound? That sounds good. I uh, agree with your idea. Awesome. And the women can't vote. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll start with discussing my favorite episodes that always include either Tammy 1 or Tammy 2, which are Ron's Mm ex-wives. And I love the personalities that he takes on when he's with one or the either, Mm -hmm. or the other. Um, First off, I love that Tammy, the original Tammy that we know, we later find out is Tammy 2. She's a librarian. And so a big, funny aspect of Parks and Rec is that everyone hates librarians because Tammy is the embodiment of a librarian. And she's this over-sexualized succubus type of person. And Ron just can't resist her and has like a really hard time. And one of my favorite scenes is after he spent a night with her, he has uh, the middle of his mustache shaved off. And Leslie's like, why did you shave off your mustache? And he's like, this isn't. This isn't shaved off. This is from the friction from our night of lovemaking. And she's like, no, stop. But one of my favorite scenes is when Tammy 2 is talking to Leslie and she hears that Tammy 1 is around. 
and she's like, oh, fuck, and, like, jumps out of the window. <laughs> and it really sets the stage of, if Tammy 2 is afraid of Tammy 1, what is Tammy 1? <laughs> um, on the Tammy's real quick, I mentioned how I like um, when the office in Parks and Rec uses um, censoring the curse words with the Tammy's. I think Tammy 2 specifically she'll like uncross her legs and then it'll be like blurred out of <laughs> her skirt and then she'll recross them and uh i just I, again i think the use of censorship in that aspect is very funny mm-hmm. um my favorite episode of parks and rec is the hunting episode where it's like a guy's weekend and like they go to ron's cabin and hunt and then all the women are like well we want to go why should it only be a guy's weekend and then ron gets shot in the head and um leslie takes the fall for it and the whole time he's like i knew i shouldn't have brought the women leslie uh can you hand me the remote or would you rather just shoot me in the head (laughs) ron i'm sorry i'm being mean i am a little dazed because i just got shot in the head (laughs) and then at the end it's revealed that it was actually um tom haverford and then um i think that's kind of a big start of Ron and Leslie's relationship because he's like, hey, Leslie, you're not so bad. Look at this idiot shooting people in the head. (laughs) One of my favorite favorite parts of that episode is at the very end, after, right, so Amy Poehler was improvising, I'm pretty sure, and she is talking to the cop who's like, you know, (laughs) this kind of happens when you give women guns and (laughs) she first starts to fight it and he's like, oh, but then how did Ron get shot in the head? And she's like, just gives into it. And she's like, I just got so emotional. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. One thing that I love about the hunting episode is that's one of the first times where they're really using all of the characters at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. Rather than it being the Leslie Nope show, um, we get to see Tom like, not take the fault for something and we see like sort of how um spineless he is Mm -hmm. at times we see donna's mercedes get shot and she's screaming in (laughs) agony and everyone's worried that she was shot and she's like my mercedes (laughs) (laughs) um so my one of my favorite episodes and it's hard for me to choose one because i look at parks and rec so much as these funny moments Mm -hmm. that are you know so spread out so it's hard for me to like even think of like a contained episode, you know, but I love, love the episode where Leslie and Ben are running the Model UN um, at the school, and uh, similarly, I feel like a lot of characters get to shine in that, where Andy and April go, and, you know, Andy's like, I just traded all of our militaries for everyone else's lions. (laughs) But Andy, we might need a military. But we have lions. (laughs) You don't have to pay lions. (laughs) Um, And then at the same time, it's the episode where after Tom's business fails, Ron is trying to get Tom to take his job back. um, Mm -hmm. But Tom is, like, too embarrassed. And so, you know, Ron goes to be like, guys, I just, to the whole office, begging Tom to come back. And then Tom... Denies him in front of everyone again, <laughs> which is, um, and in that episode too, Leslie and Ben are having uh, the kind of like a fight, their first like fight mm. because they think they can't be friends anymore because they broke up because Leslie's running for office or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's both a funny and like a well-rounded episode. Yeah, I agree. I kind of agree that it's hard for me to pin down um, 
my favorite episode because I also see it as like some really great um, moments and like running themes. Yeah. So I'm really caught in between the two, so I'll just mention both. I really like any episode that's involved involving Eagleton. Mm-hmm. Especially when Leslie realizes she was actually born in Eagleton and she kind of has this like crisis about like her identity. Um, I really like that because I feel like a lot of people who are like from small towns, which the Hudson Valley is just kind of made up of a bunch of small towns, can relate to that. That there's always like that town over from you that is like that much better and like how everyone kind of looks down at this one town. Um, and I love how like extreme. It is like how like like the hatred is just so evident in everything. Whenever you see someone from Eagleton and someone from Pawnee interacting, um, and then I would say any episode with Little Sebastian mm. at all. That goes <laughs> <to say>. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you probably I think we mentioned it before too, but like anywhere where um, it's Ron reacting to Little yeah. Sebastian because I think he loves Little Sebastian the most mm. out of yeah, anybody. <laughs> I just love that even after Little Sebastian dies. They continue to reference yeah. throughout the rest of the series. Like they have his little Sebastian song. They have like pictures with him still, mm-hmm. and you see him sprinkled yeah. throughout the seasons. And those are the touches that I like about uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hologram of little Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> what's cool? What's five thousand times better than a candle in the wind? Five thousand candles. <laughs> um. So, Ramona, do you want to set us off going the other way, back around on our favorite Office episodes? Ooh, yes. Okay. My favorite <laughs> my favorite Office episode would definitely have to be Dinner Party. And mm. a lot of people say it's like a really... I feel like The Office has a couple of very cringy episodes that I can't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott's Tots. Don't even mention it. <laughs> yeah. I can't count how many times I've rewatched The Office. I've watched Scott's Tots twice. <laughs> and yeah. people are like, you've watched it more than the first time? I tried rewatching it and I couldn't get through it and I skipped yeah. it. But um, I really, really love Dinner Party. Again, I feel like it's it's so funny because you really get to see like the inside of um, Michael and Jan's relationship. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of knows it's messed up, but they really can't put their finger on why. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of knows that Jan is kind of manipulative and taking advantage of Michael. And they just really, really see it. Um, and I think their argument when they go back and forth about that big like beer light versus yeah. um, the song from her secretary <laughs> is really funny where she throws a Dundee at the TV. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Dinner Party is my favorite episode, for yeah. sure. Um, I guess the one that stands out to me in that I, I remember, because I've only watched The Office through once, laughing out loud, like through the whole thing is Threat Level Midnight, where you oh get to see, yeah. finally, Michael's, uh, <laughs> you know, life's work. <laughs> um that is, but, that's yeah. one of my favorites, yeah. too. I really love um, getting to that. I love that most of the episode is just the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there used to be on YouTube, I can't find it anymore, but there was like a super cut. Oh. So it was just like a half hour movie and it was the entire Threat Level Midnight movie. <laughs> and like there were scenes that they don't show in the episode. Oh, that's awesome. And it was so much fun. I really do love Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> One of my favorite Office episodes is also one of the more cringeworthy episodes um, when Michael Scott 
and this is revealed later, makes a Chris Rock impression, and so <laughs> HR has to get involved. Diversity. And they have to have a diversity day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's like so early on. It is so that's like the second on. episode. That is a very good episode, yeah. though. And I think it really like lets you know as the viewer this is what you're getting yourself into, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it. Like you're just like, oh, I could stop now, <laughs> <laughs> or or I can watch nine seasons of this, and it's a it's an eye opening episode of how ridiculous Michael is and how everyone else is like. Michael, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, my favorite episode is probably Threat Level Midnight, but since we already talked about Stole that, it. <laughs> snatched it, but it's a good one to take. Um, I really love, um, this is a span of episodes, so this might be cheating, but when a team goes to Florida and Dwight tries to become a vice mm-hmm. president and the new company Saber. Um, I don't know what it is, but I really, really love those episodes. It's Stanley being on vacation. Yeah, yeah. I do love I do love Florida Stanley. <laughs> he has this one line where uh, he's drinking at like the conference that they're at, and Jim goes, "Are you that bored? It's just rum. I'm not bored. I'm a pirate." <laughs> <laughs> that like um that those span of episodes has one of my favorite line when Jim like to the camera is like, "I used to be afraid of becoming just like Stanley." <laughs> Now I don't know if I can keep up. (laughs) Um, It also has, I don't know what I love about this, but Ryan says to Twight, it's like, dude, you need to sit down. I think you have appendicitis. And then an EMT comes later and he's like, it's definitely appendicitis. And Ryan goes, boom, who called it? (laughs) Nothing but net. Uh, I'll also mention what we mentioned with Parks and Rec is that I am a lot more focused on moments mm-hmm. of The Office that I love a lot rather than episodes as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, when Whenever I see like a list of pranks that Jim does to mm-hmm. Dwight or that Dwight does to Jim, one of my favorites is the identity theft where he yeah. dresses oh, up yeah. as Dwight and <laughs> Dwight's like, identity theft is not a joke. <laughs> Millions of families suffer from it every year, Jim. <laughs> In that same idea, I think my favorite prank is Asian Jim. Mm-hmm. Because it's <laughs> so well thought one. out. <laughs> he picks up the picture. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so Asian genuinely confused. <laughs> yeah. I really like um, when Jim is working at another office because Pam rejects him and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to work here anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he sends a fax to Dwight from future Dwight. <laughs> yeah. And he's, it's just, I think this is a, the, one of the openings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, uh, don't drink the coffee. Oh, yeah. And he turns and sees Stanley <laughs> about to drink the coffee and goes, no! And knocks it out. And Stanley's like, what the hell? <laughs> and Dwight's like, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. It doesn't explain himself. <laughs> yeah. I th- When you were talking about certain moments from the office that are great, I love, we talked a little bit about um, letting the characters improvise. I think they improvise a lot in The Office, and I think those are some of the funniest moments, I think, because you can tell. There's one specifically where um, it's the episode where Dwight and Michael go through um, to steal information from Prince Paper, a smaller paper company (laughs) that has a lot of um, different clients. And there's a lot of moments in that where it's just um, Steve Carell and Rain Wilson (laughs) improvising. Like, I feel like they were just like, we're not even going to write a lot of your guys' dialogue, just go at it. And you can tell how much fun they're having with Mm -hmm. it. Um, 
My favorite is when they're uh, debating uh, IHOP versus Denny's. Yeah. It's like, okay, so the plan is we'll come reconvene and uh, meet up at Denny's. No, we're going to IHOP. You know how I feel about IHOP. <laughs> I love that episode because um, Michael ends up giving the leads that he gets from that company to corporate. Mm -hmm. And then later when Michael tries to start his own company, he calls them and he gets a voicemail message and the owner's crying and he's like we're out of business <laughs> all of our customers left um so i want to get into comparing the two mm -hmm. before i do want to give the preface of they're different shows i mean they have the same mockumentary style it's okay to love more than the other it's also okay not to even compare the two and just mm -hmm. accept like we may be putting ourselves in a sort of false dichotomy situation but we're willing to explore it anyway yeah um so i'll go first and say that i definitely 100 percent say that parks and recreation is better than the office on one major reason which would be the optimism of parks and rec and how positive all of the characters are even the ones who pretend to be miserable and the overarching episodes are always about hope Whereas in The Office, it's a lot of pessimism and negativity and sort of um, different type of humor to the expense of, at the expense of people. Um, I can agree, but I think that that cynicism still lends itself to uh, a very funny show. And I would say that um, The Office, I think, is better just because it's able to still be a feel-good, funny show, despite the fact the characters are all um, negative? I think that The Office is the better show in that I think it has better character development. I was so much more invested in the characters of The Office than I was in the characters in Parks and Rec. I think because we saw a lot of them change so much and their relationships change, and I think because they're more realistic characters and that they're a little darker and you see them go through some really real things. I think that makes me connect more with them. I'm going to start a fight because I was waiting until <laughs> this happened. I... Put your knife away. <laughs> <laughs> I like Parks and Rec better. I think Parks and Rec is better for, for the characters. I think I, I agree that I'd say, I guess the office characters are more realistic, but I like all of the characters on Parks and Rec. I think each individual character is more fleshed out, and I also think their relationships with each other are all more fleshed out. I I mean, I can think of, you know, maybe just Michael, Dwight, and Jim are, like, the fleshed out characters on The Office, whereas I feel like I could tell you, you know, just like you were saying, they all have arcs and they all grow. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they all have interesting relationships yeah i think you're a little too polite ramona um no they don't have any character development in the office i learned nothing about meredith throughout the entire thing meredith stays the same throughout meredith toby stays the same throughout <laughs> angela basically stays the same throughout um well i would say the same of parks and rec characters tom haverford starts as a flashy eccentric guy and like yeah he becomes responsible but he's still like the same character like oh well, yeah I, I get what you're saying where like they don't necessarily have an arc but i still think that the characters on the office are more interesting and like what you do know about them is more interesting than seeing tom haverford learn how to be an adult 
and you see uh, yeah. Donna get a new job. I also think that... We disagree on a fundamental <laughs> I also think that Parks and Rec is more contained. I think there's less characters in it, so they have more of a chance to flesh them out more. And the so office they were smarter, is, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the office is a lot more extended. And that's why there are some characters that kind of are in the background more. And I kind of almost like that there are some characters you don't know a lot about. Like, we know nothing about Creed. Creed, but Creed's <laughs> arc is the fact that you know nothing about him. And I actually love Creed, mm -hmm. even though he doesn't grow. Oh, so he doesn't grow and you know nothing <laughs> about him and you love him. But, but it, within the writing of Creed, no, yeah. we get snippets of, oh, it's Halloween? I didn't even know that. Oh, the police is here? Like, I'm going to go right go. in the bathroom. Think about it, though. Is Besides Meredith, what other character in the office do you know nothing else about their personal life? Phyllis, I know about Bob Van, and that's about it. You find out that she lost, that her and Michael went to high school together, that she had a baby she gave up that they thought was Aaron. And you see the relationship between... What do you know about Stanley besides he cheated on his wife? <laughs> his daughter. Vacation Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know man. his hopes and dreams. <laughs> um, I think you're. I think you're being too polite for the Parks and Rec characters. I think. I think, so too. I think Andy and April, Ben and Leslie, and Ron are like the stars, and they get really like big arcs. And so you're like, oh, so like, so does Tom Haverford, so does Donna, so does Jerry. But they are similar to the Office characters, where they are side characters and you know a little bit about them but they don't necessarily like progress and change i will say jared did not have an arc <laughs> but what you were complaining of or complaining might be a too rough of a word where tom haverford we see him become an adult i think that is an arc because what he does is yes he has the same personality but he learns to use his personality in a positive outlet at first, it's ruining a bunch of things and being selfish and taking advantage of people. And it becomes his form of success by recognizing that he should be one more respectful to others, but be able to use his small stature and his fashion sense <laughs> to uh, create products. And yeah, it's fun, but I'm not necessarily saying what you, it sounded like you were saying was like, oh, these characters change and develop, but they I would say on, most of them do. On a, well, like, in a sense, like, yes, Tom learns how to better channel his personality, but his personality doesn't change. Well, the it, same with Andy. Andy is a sort of a, a bumbling idiot, and by season seven, he's still pretty clueless, but he's learned to get help from others to, like, guide his abilities, which is how he yeah. has the Johnny Karate show. I think, too, this goes back to the false dichotomy thing. I feel like um, The Office is really based almost solely in The Office. I feel like the entire show takes place in Dunder Mifflin, mm -hmm. in the corporate office at New York City, and maybe a couple of other places. It's very contained. And I feel like because it is so realistic, and that's kind of how it was meant to be, like there's tons of people we work with who we only speak to them and talk to them in terms of work. And I think that's why they didn't necessarily make a lot of big character arcs. Because there are some. I think the show was meant to have mostly a focus on, like, Michael and Jim and uh, Pam and Dwight. Mm -hmm. um, and then the rest of them are just, you know, people they work with. But also very a big part of each other's lives. And that they've been working together for nine years. So I don't think they necessarily needed um, the big character arcs that maybe Parks and Rec did. Because a lot of it also has to do with their personal life. Not mm -hmm. so much the dealings of The Office. So would you say that's why you like The Office more? Because it's more realistic? 
are more contained in the setting. I honestly just think that Parks, uh, that The Office is funnier than Parks and Rec. It's, so it's the humor. Yeah, I think Ugh. they're both meant to be comedy, and they feel like The Office is funnier. And I, again, I really like the characters a lot more. And I feel like in Parks and Rec 2, the characters are kind of, all have a motivation almost to like help Leslie. I feel like the whole story is how they all play a part in helping Leslie achieve her dreams. And I feel like that in the office, it's more they're all kind of doing their own thing. I can enjoy that. More. Yeah, I will say I think I can appreciate um, the containment of the office. Like you said, um, this isn't necessarily why I like it, but I can appreciate more the realism of like, this is what the office is about. And I think it uses the mockumentary format better because it's like we're making a documentary about a small town, small office and their lives and... Um, you get to see the documentary or at least like parts of it, like it exists in that world. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I can kind of appreciate that grounding of it. Yeah. And I do like in the, in the season finale, they do mention like you guys chose to make a documentary about us, a paper company. And we didn't really know why, like what, what could we have to offer to the world? Mm -hmm. But you found like something magical about our relationship. So I definitely agree with everything that you mentioned Except for the fact that The Office is funnier. I think that's okay. just on a fundamental level, I'm going to say that as much as I laughed out loud at The Office, for Parks and Rec, I laughed out loud more consistently. If I compare the best episodes of The Office, I think they will be matched with the best episodes of Parks and Rec. Whereas if I compare the worst episodes of The Office, Parks and Rec doesn't have anything that low. And that may just be because of how long The Office went on for, but they have some really bad episodes. And I don't think of it in the sense of it's so cringeworthy. They're just bad and boring. Like, I didn't laugh out loud. I didn't do this. I agree that Parks and Rec does have a lot of moments where you laugh out loud. I do think I laughed out loud more consistently at parts of Parks and Rec, but I think I don't think the whole is greater than the sum of the parts for Parks and Rec. Whereas I think it is for The Office. Even though Parks and Rec has more laugh-out-loud moments, I think on the whole, The Office just, like... I don't want to say holds up better, because I do love both shows, but I just think there's something about the humor of The Office that's, like... And there might be something to be said that The Office was first. Yeah. Um, and so they did have to go through a lot of trials and tribulations to mm -hmm. figure out what works for the audience. Mm -hmm. um, I read an article that mentioned The Office as... A cautionary tale because they were trying something new um, and it did get like pretty consistent ratings but they held on to it for too long whereas in Parks and Rec after season one and they found their footing like they were pretty consistent and they didn't make leaps and bounds on the format until the very last season and that's also when some people started complaining. I want to say for me it's what makes Parks and Rec better is that in the office, I agree they're both so funny, but I never, never got emotional watching The Office. And I, I think this is just, <laughs> for me, it's the contrast between, oh, in Parks and Rec, I go from feeling so emotional and so connected to these characters to then laughing at, oh, you know, what they're doing and what they're saying and stuff. Whereas I just, I got none of that in The Office. Uh, no, I, I don't like, care that you're sad, Michael. <laughs> I feel the total opposite. Okay. I feel like I the office made me really emotional in so many parts. Like I like I, when 
Aside from Jim and Pam, when did you get emotional in the office? When, when Michael is on the phone with David Wallace complaining that um, David sent Holly to a different branch. Mm-hmm. Why'd you have um, to send her away? Yeah. He doesn't deserve her. I'm sorry, I didn't feel bad. Do you, oh. think, you don't think Michael deserves oh. Holly? Oh, well, we're on this Whoa. topic, but he doesn't deserve Jim. That I can that agree, I agree with. with. I can agree but with. I didn't agree with. Yeah. I don't agree team, with... Hashtag Team Karen Philippelli. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I... No, I think that Michael and Holly are so perfect for each other. Michael's a terrible person, and Holly isn't. I Again, do. I think it might open... Um, I think a lot of Michael's character is... I think um, if you guys watch The British Office, I think a big thing is that... I think that's why it seems like the format of it changes a lot. I think in the first season they tried to be they tried to make the comedy very much like the office the office in England, which is very dry British humor, mm-hmm. and a lot of the all the characters are background. the um, The character Ricky Gervais plays is really the only main character. Everyone else is just fades in the background. They talk a little bit about um, the British Jim and Pam, but that's really it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why I don't know where I was going with this. When it, when it comes down to it, for me, I am I enjoy a show a lot more when I'm invested in the characters. And the only way for me to get invested is if I like them. And I liked every single character in Parks and Rec. Whereas in The Office, when bad things happened, I'd always be like, well, you deserved it. Yeah. You're not a great person. I don't like you necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to point out my mom is in the audience right now, and she said, I don't like Michael either. <laughs> oh, I've got a supporter. Oh, on this yeah. my mom says it. I think I want to put this into a segue of comparing Leslie and Michael as a boss, because I kind of think they're almost the same. They're kind of like two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. They both are so dedicated to their jobs, and they're, they both love their jobs so much, and love the people they work with and consider them family. Um, but Leslie is very conscientious and she's very like on top of things, but Michael is not. A lot of the things, um, when Michael is a good boss, it kind of seems like it's almost by accident. Not completely, because Michael is... He's an incredible salesman. Yeah. I mean, and he I did... love sp- that sprinkle in in the mm-hmm. episodes where like, yeah. they mention like, he's not a good manager, but the way he got to manager was because of how good of a salesman mm-hmm. he was. Well, I would argue there are moments where, um, yes, Michael is definitely primarily a, good, a great salesman, but there are definitely moments where you see Michael be a good manager. Um, I have a theory... But tell that... me he's a good person. <laughs> he doesn't have to be. Okay. <laughs> I think Michael Tell me Ron's a, a good person. Ron's a good person. Ron's a good person. So I don't think Michael's a bad person. I think he... Ron is a sexist... This is the thing. I... He loves strong women. I know a lot of people that are like Michael Brunettes. Scott in real life that I wouldn't consider bad people. I think it's because you're comparing the idealistic characters of Parks and Rec to the very realistic characters of The Office. I feel like Michael's a very realistic person. He's very full of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have a boss that's been like that. Yeah. I don't necessarily think you'd say they're a bad person. Uh, and I think that Michael, too, has a lot of, like, he was always alone a lot of the time. I think he just doesn't know how to interact with people. And I think that's why he seems like a bad person. I think there's something socially off about Michael mm-hmm. um, and the way he tries to build relationships. And, again, I feel like that's why it may seem like he is a bad person. But I don't think he is. I do want to point out that every character in Parks and Rec they all have flaws as well. Um, like Leslie, she's a steamroller and she is mm. she is often selfish and does things that 
she thinks is in the best interest of everyone, but she's making the decision on her own. Mm-hmm. And that, and a lot of people like complain about that to Leslie, and they're like, you can't just keep making these decisions. So I find that the flaws that the Parks and Rec characters have are realistic, but maybe it's because of the exaggeratedness of their personalities that I'm much more accepting of these flaws. And I'm like, oh, well, that's just Leslie caring too much. Whereas when Michael does something, it's like, oh, you're a bumbling idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the thing. You put it very well, Ramona, that um, Parks and Rec characters are idealized. Ben has a great line where he and Ann Perkins are like, oh my god, it's my friendiversary. It's our anniversary. (laughs) Leslie's gonna have this, like, amazing gift for me and Ben's like oh you think yours is good like we're married oh my god I can't believe I'm complaining about how thoughtful my (laughs) wife is so it's very like oh she does have these like personality flaws but it's like how do you complain about that whereas like you said the office personality flaws are like more realistic where it's like oh that's like a an annoying thing you did but I don't at the end of the day, I don't think I would say that any of them are, like, bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Michael definitely has jerk tendencies. Like, there are a lot of moments in the office where Michael will say something to somebody, and I'm like, oh, that was such a jerk thing to say. But I wouldn't necessarily say that he's a bad person all around, because I think he genuinely, genuinely cares about the people that he works with. Mm-hmm. I think that about Ron. I do. Yeah, I, was I don't, a think, I don't, I don't think Ron's a bad person. No, yeah, that that was heat of the moment. Ron is <laughs> Ron is my you. favorite character, but like we're saying, he does have flaws. He is sexist at, to a point. Um, you know, he's rude to people that are like disagree with his ideals. But at the end of the day, he does really care about the people he's close with and um, will do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at Leslie and Ben's wedding. Um, mm, when he punches Jam, <laughs> I got like chills. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then after those chills, I tear up mm-hmm. when Leslie's like, I'm not getting married without you by my side. Mm-hmm. Like, you are my only father figure. And yeah. I'm like, uh uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's really <laughs> rough. Yeah. I felt like that about Michael and Aaron. Yeah. Where like she really wants um, Michael to approve of Gabe. And he's like, why do you even care what I think about him? It's not like I'm your father or anything. And, like, you just see Aaron's face like, but I see you as a father. But I never had a dad. (laughs) Um, I'd love to compare wedding episodes Mm -hmm. and see if we have... And see if we can find a common ground of, like, just being able to appreciate both shows as a whole and just recognizing that they're different, but also knowing that Parks and Rec is better. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Maybe not that common. (laughs) Um... So what I love about the office wedding episodes, specifically um, Niagara Part 2 when Jim and Pam get married, and then the series finale when um, Dwight and Angela get married, I love that you see these people who even though throughout the series like annoy each other and like they generally have not very nice things to say about each other, they do come together as like a family. Mm-hmm. I loved that a that's what she said joke mm-hmm. made me tear up yep. when, yeah. when Michael Scott is mm-hmm. there and Dwight, what is Dwight saying about the best man? Like, he wants Jim to be his best man yeah. and, and Jim is Jim, like, I can't. Yeah, because he's like younger, he's like younger, it's a yeah. rule. And he's like, don't worry, I found someone much better suited. And then Michael walks in. Yeah, but then and then Dwight says something. Oh, and then D- Dwight Michael, says, you "Michael, you came." Um, <laughs> and I literally was like, "I can't believe they did it." Because 
Because Michael is tearing up as he says it. I'm like, oh my god. And like he just couldn't hold it in. Yeah, he looks so happy to say it. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely love the wedding episodes that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I appreciate seeing the dynamic of Jim and Pam and how they get married for themselves Mm -hmm. on a boat, but then they still go through the wedding because they, even though it's their day and their wedding, they're willing to give that up for their friends knowing that they want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's selfish of their friends, but also it's because they care and they, like, want to be a part of the family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think that's when I started, and again, I feel like I was, I spent a lot of time trashing Parks and Rec, but I love Parks and Rec. But a thing I will say, I do like the wedding in... Uh, in terms of Jim and Pam, I like the wedding between Ben and Leslie better than mm. Jim and Pam. And that Jim and Pam didn't even want anybody from the office at their wedding, which I think is entirely, it's so unfair because they met at, in that office and they wouldn't know each other right. if it really wasn't for the people around them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why everyone would have felt like weird about not going. Of Like, well, we saw your entire relationship mm-hmm. the whole way through and you're yeah. not going to invite any of us to, or you don't want any of us to come. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so yeah, I think that was part of when I was like, oh, Jim and Pam are kind of yeah, kind of kind of rude. Yeah, they're a little <laughs> rude. Um, so just segueing then from the office wedding episodes to the Parks and Rec wedding episodes, what I love so much about all of them, and I'm thinking specifically Leslie and Ben, uh, Ron and Diane, as well as April and Andy, is that all of them end up being spontaneous. And, a, and in a very exciting way, and on an advertisement level, they don't, they, when the shows were airing, they weren't promoting the episodes as, this is the episode that this couple gets married, and they don't make a big deal about it. You're literally watching the episode, and you're like, wait, oh my god, they're gonna get married right now. <laughs> and I loved that aspect of it, because I know, like, for Jim and Pam, all of the commercials were like, finally, what we've been waiting for for four seasons, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that adds to what I like so much about them and each wedding is spontaneous and each wedding is still different Mm. because it matches the personalities of Mm -hmm. who's getting married. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think my favorite wedding is Andy and April just because everyone was like, this is so ridiculous and they're not going to last and they... They yeah. did. And against all of the odds. One of the best decisions that show made was to make them not have problems. Right? Yes, after yeah. I agree. Keep their relationship strong. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, after they did just get married yeah. at mm-hmm. a party one day. <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot about that. I mm-hmm. forgot that it's just randomly like, let's get married. And everyone's like, And they, they invite yeah. everyone over and they don't yeah. tell them it's for the wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then as everyone finds out, they're like, we need to stop this. Yeah, they're like, we can't let them do this. <laughs> um, what I love about Ben and Leslie's relationship is they have so many individual moments that are so touching. And um, like the first time that they kiss, um, they also have when they decide to get together, even though she's running for council. Mm-hmm. Um, they have when Ben proposes, when ben proposes <laughs> in their a new good house. Thing. And then when they make the decision to get married at that moment instead of, like, months from now, mm-hmm. all of those moments, I'm, like, in awe. And then they bring me right back with a comedic line of some sort. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got more emotional watching Ben and Leslie's. 
um, wedding when I did Jim and Pam's. Mm-hmm. I love a line of like, I love you when I like you. I was like, oh my god, yeah. they're so cute. <laughs> and isn't that like a thing that they say to each yeah. other like, throughout the I love you when I like you, yeah. Um, at Ron and Diane's wedding, which I feel like of the three has the like least emotional impact kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, it Just in that Diane, I think, was a fairly new character. They really decided that uh, they would be together quick, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, but what makes me emotional about that wedding is they do, they just go right upstairs. They're like, let's go upstairs right now and do it. And they go into the room and they run across Leslie on the way up and they're like, come on, we're getting married, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I... This is my nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is my nightmare. She's so like, uh, oh, this is my nightmare, but I'm so excited at the yeah. same time. And she's freaking out. And Leslie's reaction to that makes that wedding special for me mm-hmm. and meanwhile they're very calm like here we go we made the decision now i also find that when i look at the weddings in parks and rec i want those two people to be together um when i look at ron and diane when they're giving their names diane says that her middle name is tammy to freak ron out and then she's like i'm just kidding <laughs> and i was like oh you are perfect for each other <laughs> I agree. I think they were really perfect for each other. They yeah. both had like very similar personalities, but different, I think, versions of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, sense. she was Xena Warrior Princess, which is probably <gasps> Ron's yeah, right ideal. Right. She looked familiar. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wow. So, can I mean, what we've been talking about the whole time is that, okay, two of us feel The Office is better, two of us feel Parks and Rec is better, but we kind of did come to the conclusion that, okay, but we're allowed. We're yeah. allowed. Yeah. They're both good. They're both, yeah. yeah. Both they have good. their own charms. Mm-hmm. I um, think um, a big thing that we kept coming back to is basically Parks and Rec is happy, Office is unhappy. Or mm-hmm. cynical. Or cynical. Yeah. So they are kind of just um, two sides of the same coin. Similar, Ramona, how you said Michael and Leslie are. I think these two shows are. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's why people love them both. Because they are just kind of the same thing but just like different flavors of it yeah Yeah. and i feel like it also depends on like your style of humor and what you find funny i like more cynical and dark humor and i think that's why i think the office is funnier and again it's based in more british humor that is very dry so i feel like that it's a variation of that because ricky gervais was involved in the u.s office throughout its entirety so i think that's a thing So watch both. They're both (laughs) great. Parks and Rick is better.